Hi, I'm so glad you could join me. Welcome to my podcast where I share my thoughts in randomness. With the busyness of life, it can be difficult to find time for good conversation. So, grab a cup of coffee, let's have a chat, and let's be friends. Hey everyone, so today I thought I would talk about Um, A topic that I have been thinking a lot about lately, something that I have gone through and learned a lot from over, I don't know, the past month or so. Well, I've I've learned a lot from, well, I've dealt with it on and off, Uh, but it is trying to find truth among the lies. Um, Satan is a liar and the father of it, as the Bible says, and he would love nothing more than to make us believe something that is not true about us, about other people. And the hard part is it is very easy to give into those lies and to just believe them and to get really discouraged. And it's, it can be very difficult to, um, to find truth in a spot where you just feel down. Um, so I thought I would talk about that a little bit because um, God has been showing me some truths in the midst of um, the lies that have been in my mind. And they're also not, and I know it's also not just me. There are, the the some of the ones I want to talk about most of them are very common for a lot of people very common lies that people believe about themselves mostly um, about and about other people and they are very easy to believe at times but we have to be careful to not let our guard down and to let God speak truth into our hearts and our minds. Um, a couple things I have before we get into some of the lies and the truths that, um, that I guess reprove that is, uh, I thought of John 10, 10 that says the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Satan would like nothing more than to steal your joy, to kill your hope, and to destroy your life. Um, that's that's what he wants, and that's and the mind is, is such an easy uh, easy way to do that. Um, but it says that Jesus has come to, that we might have life, and we might have it more abundantly. He doesn't want us to live in defeat. He wants us just to live in him and to uh, have an abundant life. Um, Anyway, uh, so like I said, Satan is a liar and the father of it. That's what Jesus tells the Pharisees when he tells them that they are of their father, the devil, which is a very harsh thing, but wow. (laughs) But we are not, and I'm speaking to those of us who have um, professed Christ as Savior, who are Christians, who are um, trusting Christ and what he has done for us on the cross uh, to pay for our sins. Um, 
And so anyway, so once you trust Christ, of course, Satan has lost that battle. So the best thing he can do after that is to discourage you, to make you useless. Um, and one thing that I thought of, or one verse that has been coming to my mind, that guys been bringing to my mind, is James 4, 7. It says, resist the devil and, oh, sorry, that's halfway through the verse. <laughs> Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And um, pastor was mentioning it in a sermon either Sunday, last Sunday or the week before, I can't remember which about how Jesus was tempted of the devil and he got rid of the devil. He resisted the devil with God's word. Um, and John eight thirty two says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When we are uh, bombarded with the lies of the devil, it can feel very suffocating and it can feel like there is no way out. And there's no way to break the thought pattern. But if we will just take the time to pray and to remember the scripture that God gives us to combat those lies, it says the truth will make you free. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Um, so a couple um, lies versus truth that I want to share. Things that I have encountered and then some verses that God has brought to mind to help me through. Um, first lie, I can't do anything. So, um, you know, it's times where you just, you feel useless, you feel less than useless, where it's just like, well, I can't, I can't seem to do anything. Um, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which, which strengthens me. Now it is true that in and of ourselves, we cannot do anything because it is not us. It is not supposed to be us that lives a Christian life. We're supposed to allow Christ to work through us. Um, the second one that is very common is I am alone. And that feeling of loneliness can get very, very depressing. Um, and not to say it's a bad thing to have friends. And, you know, if you have friends and, you know, you have people you're close to, you know, be there for them. Um, do what you can, but even if there are, or even if there is no one there for you, which often there is, it just feels like there isn't. But even if there was absolutely no human being there for you, Hebrews 13, five says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So even if you have no human being that is there for you, Jesus says that he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Um, one lie that is very easy to believe is I have no value or worth. Um, especially when you feel like you keep messing up and can't seem to do anything right and you have a heart to do right and it just, it's not working. Then you feel like you're not contributing anything. You're not doing anything for God. And it, it can be discouraging. Um, Luke 12, six through seven says, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings and not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. 
Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. I think it's it's really cool because God takes probably the most insignificant bird that exists, the most dull bird that exists, um, that has no value to a human being, but to God, that is his creation. And he cares about the sparrows, one of the most uh, insignificant creatures that exist, which I think I was talking about this a little bit on my last podcast, uh, my last episode. Um, but it says that we are of more value than many sparrows and God cares a lot for those sparrows. He notices every time one falls. And so, you know, we might feel like we have no value or worth, but God views it differently. He, or we are of great value and of great worth to him. Um, another lie that isn't, you know, there are some, okay, so there's it, okay, we're just gonna say it and then I'll explain. Um, uh, another lie is I have to fight for this. Now there are some things that God calls us to stand up for and to do and to fight for and to hold on to. But often, you know, we feel the need to fight for the smallest thing that really doesn't matter. Um, and even if it's something that you're like, this needs to be taken care of, or I, I have to, you know, or, you know, something like, okay, well, this really hurt. And I, I just, I have to fight back. Oh, it, um, hold on. Let me think. <laughs> I am very tired. I had a very long day, um, but um, I really wanted to get this podcast up because it's been it's been heavy on my mind and heavy on my heart because this is something that is very fresh for me. Um, so I have to fight for this. Um, the truth, the truth, the verse that God brought to mind, Exodus fourteen fourteen says, "The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace." Uh, now again. You know, if you pray about something and there's something that God wants you to do, um, you need to do it. You need to do your best to make amends. If it's something um, just like, you know, somebody offended you, the Bible talks about going to your brother and getting it right. Um, But if it's something beyond your control that you feel like it just needs to be made right, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Not everything is the hill to die on that everything do you need to fight for and honestly you're just going to exhaust yourself and make more work for yourself when you could just leave it in god's hands um next lie i need to make them pay so it's very similar to i need to fight for this um and even if it's not necessarily i need to make them pay like i'm angry at them but you feel like there's some part of you that are like it, it I feel like this needs to be avenged or I feel like, uh, I just, you know, this needs to be resolved or something, something along those lines. Romans 12, 19. Um, the truth for this lie is dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. So let it, it ha- set it aside, give it its own place for it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay saith the Lord. God sees everything that is done and he cares about you and he cares 
about how you feel and how people treat you. And there are times where we just need to, again, just give it to God and be like, all right, Lord, I just, nothing I can do about this. You know, you see all, please deal with it as you see fit, which can be very difficult to do. <laughs> um, the next lie, I am unloved. And this is a easy one to fall into. Uh, I'm sorry for all the noise. If you can hear it in the background, my cat decided that she's going to go crazy like right now while I'm doing my podcast. And she was not like this before I did my podcast. So if you hear any weird or loud noise in the background, I apologize. <laughs> That's my cat being crazy at 11 o'clock at night. So anyway, <laughs> back to what I was talking about. Um, I am on love. It can be very easy to feel this way because humans are humans and they can't always guarantee to love you like you need. Um, but the truth is, Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love toward us in that while we, we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much that he died for us. And nobody else has done that for you. At least, usually that's the case. Um, yeah, so you are loved. You are very much loved. Um, another lie, I can't go on. So this is, again, a very easy one to get into because it there are days where you just feel like you are battling your emotions and your mind non-stop and I have been there and it is hard and it's just like all right I'm done I want to give up I can't go on there's nothing I can do this is way overwhelming it's exhausting me and again with the fighting thing you know the Lord will fight for you he's got your back um but a verse that came to mind for this one is 2 Corinthians 12 9 so for the lie I can't go on and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So at the time where we feel our weakest, when we feel like we just can't take another step, God says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So when we are at our weakest, then Christ, Christ's strength can show through the, the strongest. And um, when it feels like we can't go on, he's right there to pick us up and carry us. Um, carry us just a little bit, a little bit further. Um, another lie, I don't have any friends. Um, this, again, is very easy, especially when you crave that friendship and it feels like people are drifting away and nobody has time or seems to want to make the time to spend with you. It can feel like you don't have any friends. I have been there. And, you know, a lot of these things I have been there, I have thought, I have dealt with, and I probably will again at some point. Um, but Proverbs 18.24 says, A man that has friends must show himself friendly. So I think that's an interesting uh, first half of the verse because... If you truly don't have any friends, is it somebody else's fault? Are you being friendly like you should? 
Uh, the second half says, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So really, it's a lie that, that you can't say you don't have any friends. If you are a child of God, you will always have a friend. And again, I understand that it is nice to have friends, to have relationships with other human beings, because it that's how God made us to be. He made us to encourage one another. He made us to um, have that fellowship with each other, but he also made us to have that fellowship with him. And, um, we can't forget that at a time where we feel friendless, God is just waiting to be your friend. Um, another lie, this is the last one I thought, and there's so many, and there's so many lies that, that Satan can throw at us, but there's also scripture and truth from God's word that can combat that. And again, it says to submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we resist the devil with God's word. You can't just overpower him. That's not how it works. We are not stronger than the devil, but God is. And the only way you're going to get rid of that thought is by finding a verse that says the opposite and just, you know, memorize it. Memorize it. Every time that thought comes to your head, like, no, no, God said this. So therefore, that is a lie. Um, so the last last lie, I have no purpose. Um, and a verse that came to mind for this is Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So we do have a purpose. We were created to bring God glory, to bring God pleasure. Um, and you know, in the beginning, the book of Genesis, God created man so he could have fellowship with him. God wants us to have that relationship with him. If you are listening and you are not saved, if you're not a child of God, if you've never um, repented of your sins and trusted Christ and what he did for you on the cross uh, and paid for, and in and paid for your sins, then, um, you are alone. You don't have a purpose, at least not a good one. And God is waiting for you to trust him as your savior, to accept his free gift of salvation. Um, he died on the cross. He rose again after three days and he loves you and he is waiting for you to come to him and to trust him and then he will give you a new purpose um one that is just more fulfilling than anything you could ever imagine so if you're not saved if you've not trusted christ as your savior you can't have that fellowship with god that he wants you to have so i would say that you need to be saved. You need to make that first step. You need to accept God's gift of salvation for you. You need to accept his payment for your sin, for your sins on the, that, uh, sorry, on the cross. And then you can have that fellowship with God. And for those of us who are born again, we can have that fellowship with God. How much is up to us? He's waiting to spend as much or as little time with you as you are willing to spend, but we can have that fellowship with God. We can 
we can become his friend. Um, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, my mind is blanking big time right now. I don't know if you can hear it, my voice. My voice is getting lower and a little bit crackly. And so, yeah. Anyways. Um, and just another or a couple more thoughts to kind of wrap up wrap this all up you know I was thinking about this and it's hard because it feels like sometimes you deal with the whole you know with things over and over again oh that's right this is one other lie I was thinking about is I cannot escape my past like I cannot escape who I was I I just I keep I keep feeling that pull to go back and it's so strong um but the truth is in um Second Corinthians five, I believe it is verse seventeen. Which I'm gonna look that up real quick, make sure I'm telling you right. Yeah. Um first Corinthians five seventeen says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. That is not true. We are not the old creature. That's passed away. Or um, yeah. Old things are passed away. Um Satan might try and get you with that one, like, oh, you're just going back to your past or your, and it can feel like that at times, but just remember that if we are in Christ, we are a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And just remind that, remind yourself of that, repeat that, and just remember that we are of Christ. If we are of Christ, we are a new creature. We don't have to do that anymore. We, it's not something that we need to do anymore. It's not something that can have dominion over us anymore unless we let it. Um, anyway, so what I was saying before is, um, you know, we're human and we're going to struggle. Even if we have a desire to do what's right, it's not going to be easy, not until we get to heaven and we get our glorified bodies. It's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be difficult. And I, I think it's uh, this passage that I want to read um, is written by Paul. And it's probably familiar to most of you. Um, but we're not alone in this struggle. There's lots of people who struggle like we do, um, even in the Bible days. Uh, Paul says in Romans 7, verses 14 through 25, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I do, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that, when I do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, 
and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And I just think this is interesting because he, he mentions it as seeing another law that wars against the law of his mind. He wants to do good. In his heart and mind, he is determined to do good, to please God. But to he's saying there's another another law warring against the law of his mind and that's his flesh and he said when i do good evil is present with me and that's just going to be true until we're dead and satan will always be there to try and trip you up even if we want to do good even if we try to do good uh, yeah (laughs) it's difficult and we will fail but a just man falls seven times and rises up again. God is always there to forgive. Um, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're still going to make mistakes. We're still not perfect. But we need to take our experiences and the things that we go through and learn from them and grow from them and try and remember the truth that God gives us and try to use that to draw closer to God, to love him more, to learn more about him. And in doing that, we can we can grow. And then we can help others grow. And yeah, it's difficult to do right, but it's also worth it. So that's my thoughts for today. I am... Not really sure how to completely wrap it up. I, yeah, it's been a long day, but I've been learning a lot. And I have found that even, well, I already knew talking my thoughts out would help me process them better. But I go back and I even listen to my own podcast as if I were listening to somebody else talk and I think of the verse that um, talks about David encouraging himself in the Lord because everyone else around him was mad at him. And when I listen to the Bible verses and the truth of the word of God, it encourages me. And so, yeah. Yep. I don't know where to go from there. (laughs) My mind just completely blanked on me. Um, let's see. I thought I would just give a little bit of kind of a life update, I guess. Ah, I had to get some of my coffee, which my lovely husband made for me. He is so sweet. Um, yeah. So a couple fun things that have been happening. I mentioned this before, but Solo and Ensemble is coming up. And it's been interesting preparing for it. It's been a lot of work, but I always enjoy it. It's super fun getting to know um, the students and getting to work with them. And it's just a fun experience. Um, And I accompany. I don't perform. 
solos. I okay, but I still I've been doing it for quite a while, and I just I really enjoy it. Another fun opportunity that has come up is I get to be part of a musical for a high school that is nearby, and I am super excited about that. I get to play the keyboard one part. Um, it is the Adams family, and so I am just. I'm thrilled. I'm really excited. It'll be a unique opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to that. Another fun thing that's coming up is it's that time where we start the writing of a script and the putting together of a movie for camp with some friends, and I'm just really looking forward to that. It's always fun. It's again, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and a lot of um, effort, but it is, it's just a really neat experience and I enjoy it. So, yep. Yeah. Other than that, life has kind of been the same. It's been busy. It's definitely getting busier and it probably won't slow down for a while, but God is good. You'll see me through. And yeah. So, well, I hope that this podcast has been Well, this episode has been a help and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Just remember that Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So don't forget to laugh. You'll live longer. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.